Welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. And I'm Sarah Sorrentino, associate editor at Talk Film Society. How you and, doing, Sarah? Uh, we're going to get into a Batman film. You know, you always ask me how I'm doing, and I always forget that you're going to ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> and I start to talk. Yeah, you really do. And you know what? You know what? Not, not to put some heat on this podcast, but you never ask me how I'm doing. I know I don't. I don't. Because we kind of have our little small talk before we start recording. And I'm like, okay, we did it. And then you ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, God. I have to come up with something, because I never know how to answer that question in a normal way. Yeah, it kind of disarms you every time I've noticed. Yeah, as long as you have known me, you probably have realized that I do not know. You don't handle it well. I don't handle it well. I'm always unsure what the goal is. <laughs> it seems to drive you into some kind of existential crisis every I time. I have an existential crisis every time you ask me how I'm doing. Because yeah. I, I genuinely think about it. I think that's the problem. I genuinely think about you know how I'm doing. And I yeah. pause, and then I'm like, and then I usually ask <laughs> mentally or physically because I really have to pinpoint my answer. And everyone else says good, but I'm just not very good at just saying good. <laughs> I usually am fine. So, so I I'm guess fine. Actually. I mean, well, that puts me in a weird position. So, so like, I don't want to like, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you're kind of the only other person on the podcast that I can talk to. That's true. So, like, what do I do? Do I address the audience? Do I pull a, hey, what's up, gamers? Uh, <laughs> what's up, listeners? Like, at the start of the show. <laughs> gamers. Hey, what's up, movie guys? I always want to say... Girls. Party people. I always want to say party people. <laughs> I think... Is that, like, yeah. an Adventure Time thing? That's definitely our audience. It's just... Is it an Adventure Time thing? I haven't seen... I've only seen, like, five episodes. Of- oh, there's an episode about Party Pete, which is a very good episode, and you should watch it. Um, it's actually ending. I think Adventure Time ends today, like, season finale. Oh, so I better go catch that episode real quick before they delete the whole thing. It's done. That's it. So, I gotta tell you, I, I love recording this podcast with you. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but there's a tropical storm... In, in my area right now, so I'm really I'm risking life and limb for the podcast. Is no, what I'm saying. You're, you're, and, you're and hyping I, I feel, this up. I feel, I feel like you're not really you know giving me the same level of, like commitment, like you know, because like I might this might be my last recording. So you know, Tropical Storm Gordon. <laughs> Are you coming up with that name? Is that really the name of the tropical? Because I haven't looked this up. Did I though? No, hold on. I'm pretty sure. How's it spelled? How's it spelled? G O R. No, it's the, it's Gordon. It's Gordon. This is perfect. There he is. I would say this is perfect, but actually, the film we're about to talk about probably has the most, the least interesting uh, Commissioner Gordon of all the Batman films. Oh, what? No, he, he's great. He has a great moment in it where he's a dirty pervert. I love dirty pervert Gordon. <laughs> Either way, you're about to die at the hands of. <laughs> Tropical Storm Gordon. Yeah, I'm really doing it for the vine over here, is what I'm trying to say. And I don't know, you know. I'm just wondering if we're getting the same level of commitment on your end, no, you know? you're not. If it was even, like, <laughs> raining over here, I'd be like, I can't do this today. I need a moment. Actually, it's supposed to rain today and it hasn't rained all day, because Austin hasn't had rain. And I love it when we talk about weather on this goddamn fucking podcast. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving my sort of, like, my last rights here you know you're giving yourself your last rights you you were born and raised in florida i lived in florida for at least a decade nobody's afraid of a tropical storm yeah i kind of didn't even know what was happening today if i'm being honest 
Let, yeah, let's edit this part know. out where let, let edit edit the part out where I admit that it's not a big deal because I want people to feel sad for me. But I'm not editing it out. Just, oh, <laughs> fuck. Well, yeah, no, I didn't even know it was happening today. Uh, I saw a cool video of one of my friends trying to wipe down their glass doors outside, and then the their the little moist towelette they were using got whipped out of their hand by the wind. It was a very fun video. World star. Um, I'm sorry that you're having some inclement weather on your side. Everything's going to be okay. You're going to make it. You don't know that for sure. Anyway. You're strong, kid. Today we're talking about the fun, the great, the wonderful Batman and Robin. I'm not ready to talk about Batman and Robin. I have a question. Oh, okay. And you're trying to push past it. There's no Pop John's news, is there? That's why. Sarah, look, there's been a tropical (laughs) storm. It's really put a halt to the Papa John news and you're looking it up right now ignore the no no that's not what that is there's just (laughs) oh my god there's no papa john you're supposed to look it up before the podcast records come on but there isn't it usually no look at this point the papa john's comes to me alex it's it's not it's not there's just no more papa john's news oh shit all right well actually (laughs) oh my god (laughs) we're getting a live news update Live news update. Oh my god, Papa. <laughs> what did Papa he do? John's, Papa John's sues company's board and CEO and files a second lawsuit against Papa John's. Jesus. Wait, I don't understand. So he's suing the board? And the CEO. And then how can he also sue Papa John if that's the board and the CEO. I don't understand. I think he's suing the company at large and then also the CEO specifically. Yeah, he's suing the company, its board of directors and the CEO. This is beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. It's this is wild. Papa, we talked about this last episode. You don't have money like this. This is now what? Two this more lawsuits? Yeah. Plus the website. The website. And the websites. Jesus, man. That one's taking a lot because he's got to moderate the comments on there. He's, everything's got to be you know pro pop I want to talk about the website really quick. The SEO on that website is trash. You need a marketing team, Papa. Because when I tried to find it just by typing in, like, Papa John, <laughs> Papa John was right. <laughs> Google, which I don't feel comfortable that I typed that in. Oh, Google knows that now. Google knows how you feel now. I could not find the website. If you don't put your SEO marketing behind, but John was right. Who are you aiming towards? You know what I mean? Who's going to find that website? How did you find it? You know, I have my sources who will deliver me the fresh hot ZA news as it comes. It was the Pizza Underground News Network? The the pun, as as we call it. (laughs) The pun? And, you know, Papa John says he's being scapegoated. He's falling apart, man. He's falling apart. So uh, we'll see how the lawsuit goes. You know, maybe we'll get an upswing for Papa. Maybe Papa will just maybe take it easy and just move to like Hawaii or something, which seems about right. I don't know. Anyway, that was that's your Papa update for today. Um, hope you enjoyed it. The day that we don't have a Papa John update is the day we lose half of our followers. It's the day we have to close <laughs> the podcast down. It, We're going to just shut down. We're like, listen, it's over. Yeah. It's over. It was a beautiful golden age of papa john falling apart news but a huge shout out to papa for having uh having the graciousness to provide us this sort of cavalcade of comedy uh right along the point in which we decided to start our podcast so that's really gracious of him and i do appreciate it i don't appreciate what he's done but 
you know. Yeah, thanks for coming out as a racist right in time for us yeah, to mock you, thank you on our that. movie podcast. Also, big shout out to um, Rob Trench for uh, showing us the best image I've ever seen in my entire life. That's really broken me in ways I can't describe. But seeing an image of Papa John's standing next to Spider-Man from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in promotion for... I think the DVD release of Spider-Man 2, not great for me and my worldview, so... But thanks, Rob. Well, you think you're just, like, you think you're just talking about random things and then you see that they're connected together and you're like, oh, God, everything was a lie. We didn't come up with anything original. This was already in place. We're having a hard time over here, but hey, let's just talk about this movie. That was way longer than I ever thought it would be. That that was kind of my first thought. Although, I gotta say, I don't know how you feel about it, Sarah, but... Man, I think Batman and Robin's a shit ton of fun. I like it. And I there's some reasons why I like it. Because I had to, like, watch it and be like, okay, this is them trying to, like, do a 90s movie of, like, the old TV show. Yeah. And as soon as I was like, okay, this is just the old TV show as a long movie. That's great. That's great. Clooney's pretty boring. Yeah, I would say, like, the, the weakest thing about this movie is probably, like, Clooney. Because, like... I feel like a lot of people brag on this movie, uh, not necessarily because it fails to execute upon its own vision, but rather that people just don't accept their vision and the approach that they were going for. Like, they just assume that what they what Batman and Robin was trying to do is invalid, and as a result, it's bad. But for what it's trying to accomplish, I, I think Joel Schumacher and, like, the, the, the cast, for the most part, like, do this thing justice. And Clooney is the m- most, like, apathetic about this whole thing, and it really comes through. But otherwise, like, fuck. Like, I think there's a reason why Arnold Schwarzenegger is first billed in the film. Can you f- picture any other actor giving as much of a shit about Mr. Freeze the way <laughs> Arnold seems to be fucking reveling in the role? He really wanted to be, like, taken seriously as an actor, and he really went for it. And I like it. I like him. I like Uma. Uma Thurman did a really good job doing this, like, I don't know what she was trying to do. Sometimes she was trying to do, like, a Katherine Hepburn thing, and I was really into it. Regardless of what it was at any given point in time, it was very good. It was so good. And no one else has done Poison Ivy, too. She's the only one. I was thinking that. Yeah. Man. Good. I mean, I'm happy because she did a really good job. But yeah, I could see someone going into the role and trying to do, like, a little bit more of a serious thing with it, but... It's really good. I like that Bane is just her, like, big oaf guy, and I I like all the villains in this. I will say, like, I do appreciate a movie that just understands that Bane is big, strong, stupid man and just lets it be that instead of trying to make it this huge, philosophically-minded individual with a huge storied past. Bane's just big, strong idiot, and I appreciate it. Before we get too far into it, though, um, I want to pinpoint, I think that... In this episode, we're trying to forgive, like, the black spot of the Batman franchise. This is the lowest-rated live-action Batman film. I would say, like, as a kid, Forever was probably my favorite of, like, the the Batman films, because it was... was, And that's the thing, too, is that there was, like, a shift in audience, whereas Returns was, you know, setting the Batman franchise towards a more adult trajectory. Forever immediately took it down to something that was more toyetic and fun and colorful for kids. So, like, Forever was definitely the one that I had the most fun with. And then Batman and Robin came out, and then that one 
almost immediately replaced forever. Like in my mind, when I first watched Battle Royale, I was like, oh, okay, this one has more fun toys and things to to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's only two or three years in between these two films. So uh, technically, it's a direct sequel, but they recasted Batman. Immediately, like the franchise, the franchise just sort of went into like this, like James Bond-esque territory of just replacing the lead actor and pretending that it didn't happen. But whereas like the other ones seem to exist in different continuities with consistent lead actors, as with the Nolanverse and the Snyderverse, like this one carries over actors from the other movies. Like Alfred has been, at the point of Batman and Robin, been in all four existing live-action Batman oh. movies. And Chris O'Donnell obviously carries over, and so do a whole bunch of other people. So, you know, at this point, it's less of like a rebooting continuity thing, which might have worked better for the Schmucker films, considering how people reacted to the tonal change. But it, it's it's more of just the this James Bonding, like, just sort of recasting continuously that you got going on there. My closest, like, recollection of, like, these Batman films are Six Flags rides. Like, when I watch these movies, I'm immediately thinking of the the roller coasters from Six Flags that I used to go to in New Jersey. There's, like, three or four Batman uh, roller coasters, one actually called Batman and Robin. So I'm just like, oh, that was one of my first roller coasters is going on one of the Batman roller coasters. Uh, Can you tell me, were Batman and Robin uh, in in the roller coaster? Like, did they make an appearance at all? No, there's no, there weren't any, like, characters. Six Flags does have characters that go around, but um, it's mostly the Looney Tunes characters uh have you been to a six flags so it's not so so how was the roller coaster theme to be batman and robin like how how did they do uh, it to be honest uh the fucking colors of the two tracks so there is this <laughs> batman and robin oh, cool. was i think a two track roller coaster and yeah one is like blue and one is red like a dark blue or something i can't completely remember and then the music so but the main part is the soundtrack reminds me of walking around six flags as a kid oh uh, okay Fun. Yeah. So maybe not Six Flags best uh, theming and IP effort, but you know, still a memorable experience nonetheless. Thank you, Six Flags. Well, they had they had complete WB control. Yeah, they just slapped the name on anywhere, huh? Yeah, absolutely. They're just like, let's paint this shit red. Now it's Superman ride. <laughs> I mean, I bet DC is kind of uh, bummed out by its uh, property rights now because Six Flags is not like a big chain anymore. I mean, it's still a very big theme park, but. In comparison, Disney technically has Marvel film rights for their parks. And I I can go on about this for a while. Um, Universal has Marvel comic book rights. Yes. For their rides. It gets a little complicated. So that's why the Hulk roller coaster's there. At some point, Tim Burton's uh, version of Gotham was going to be one of the lands in Islands of Adventure in Universal Orlando. Oh, Fuck, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been super fucking tight. But um, instead, DC got shafted real bad. That brings me to an interesting point that I wanted to talk about Gotham in this movie. What's up with the big giant statues of men in the middle of the city? What's going on? So I think that is definitely an element in Batman Forever. I think they get particularly Looney Tunes silly with it in Batman and Robin. I don't know why the gothic design also includes these statues of men and sort of like... I don't really understand how the the whole aesthetic comes together, but it's definitely not new. If anything, I would say almost a lot of the appearances of Gotham 
are one of the biggest holdovers that tie the, this four original Batman films together. Because this is something that is just like apparent in all of them. This is just a part of that art design for throughout the whole series. I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, I like it. And the Tim Burton films definitely have a, a specific Gotham that I remember, but I don't remember those big statues of muscular men. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's a little strange for a city. Those are very big statues. Very <laughs> inconceivably huge. And some of them hold up buildings, which makes you wonder how do people get to the buildings when they're on top of a statue holding it up on its shoulders? Do they go up on an elevator that goes up this statue of a dude's leg and then over to the torso and then take another elevator up, over to the arm, take another elevator up? Like, how does that work exactly? Statue of Liberty style. Yeah. Everything is the Statue of Liberty over there. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. If we want to go back into talking about the characters, I think everybody on the Bat side of things kind of sucks and the villains are amazing in this movie. That's pretty fair. I would say, though, like, the one big exception on, in terms of, like, the hero side of things is uh, Alfred. Like, I really do appreciate uh, Michael Goh's, like, commitment to this role throughout all four films. And I think that despite all the things that people dislike about this movie, I think people have to give some kind of credit to the fact that Alfred actually does get something to do in a Batman movie for, like, once. Yeah, but this is almost like the Alfred movie with some other stuff going on on the side, which is totally fine by me, but I don't, it does, it is a little odd that they went so far into Alfred's stuff. Kind of reminds me how, um, I haven't watched too much of the show Gotham, but the show Gotham kind of goes a little heavy into Alfred at times because Batman is just a little kid and he's boring. It's a little weird. I'm just kind of like, I don't want to hear about Alfred, to be honest with you. I just want him to be a stable part of that side. I don't want to hear about Robin either, though. I, they always go in back in stories of Robin, and I don't really care for Robin's character. Or that version of Robin. I actually really like the Alfred stuff here. And, like, I like the idea of treating him like an actual human being for a fucking minute. And, and, I, and I feel like it ties into this movie's idea of the Bat family, which is something that, like, cinematically has been sort of, like, forbidden ever since Batman and Robin, because, you know, people think that Robin and Batgirl are the reasons why the Batman movies stopped making money. But I, I really do like the idea of showing what it is that Bruce Wayne feels towards Alfred. And the the moment in which Bruce Wayne says, I love you to Alfred, like, to me, that's one of like the saving graces of this movie's like actual sincere emotional art to see an actual human relationship in in the Wayne manner, like an actual genuine human interaction instead of like, the, the typical superhero sidekick bullshit. I feel like Batman Begins does that. I feel like Michael Caine's Alfred does a lot of that. But at the same time, I would say, maybe I, I misspoke, I would say maybe have Alfred be more part of the plot. But with this movie, it's like, it's like two different movies. You have the TV show remade as a movie, and then you have this whole like Alfred drama, and then his niece shows up, who's like really young for his niece. With her, like, 1920s picture of her mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't really you can't really get into semantics with these movies, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But I'll be honest, like, I was giggling like crazy. Also, her mouth drives me insane for the whole movie. Why doesn't she close it? Why, what is she Girl, doing? Girl, use your mouth right. It's driving me crazy. You're going to start getting flies in there. Jeez, just shut it for, like, a second. Yeah, the the, the Batgirl stuff is 
<laughs> so so weak in this film. Although I still like some of it. I like it as like a very like a uh, young person's like power fantasy. Like I totally love the idea of just like showing up to like your fucking uncle's mansion where he works and then suddenly being bestowed a fucking bat batman suit and becoming a superhero and just kicking ass like that something about it just feels so cool like like when written out like batgirl seems like such a like fan insert character of just like oh yeah i skip school because i'm already super smart i'm gonna become a motorcycle driver race race person and then i'm gonna go visit my uncle and then he's gonna turn me into the next bat girl who cares? And it's, like, fun to me, even if Alicia Silverstone doesn't do a great job and it's not executed great. For the most part, everybody's really pervy on the guys, like, on the Batman side of things. I mean, everybody's pervy in this whole movie. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but, like, Robin just being, just constantly wanting to fuck everything drove me a little crazy. I was so bored <laughs> by it. And, and, like, if we did this again... If we brought back Robin, I want someone who's young. I want a different... I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of characters in the Bat family in the comic books. I'm not a total DC... Like, I don't know everything, but... Like, Cassandra Cain is really fucking cool. Uh, Damien's really yeah. cool and has, like, a more interesting backstory. We could do it, I think. It just needs to be, like, less cheesy. Or it could be cheesy. I don't know. I just I just think the Bat Family could exist, but this movie is just not didn't do it correctly. That's all. I mean, I understand that. I, I, I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of fun to be had, and also, yeah, this movie is kind of like really really perved up and really horny for what is also a kids movie with like the biggest toy tie-ins I've seen it since like watching Transformers and Power Rangers cartoons in the fucking during during the nineties, like. Wow, like this movie's almost like kinky. Oh, it totally is. I, I would say like this, this, this is this is like the purest expression of like Batman and his universe as kink <laughs> as we've ever seen in cinema, which I think is is in some respects like a valid a view of like what Batman does. Like, like everybody here is like just kind of performing in such a huge way that makes me wish people would be doing like Batman and Robin musicals because like it really does feel so showy and gaudy in something that sort of is like indulged in circles other than those belonging to like straight dudes who love Batman. It's weird because like everybody wants to bang everybody and maybe yeah maybe that's what brought the the regular film guys to be a little bit put off by this movie because it's kind of more than just them oogling like a girl or a female character even the guys have nipples and like packages i mean even poison ivy says to batman there's something about your anatomically correct suit that does it for me like her lines are wonderful um i like that it picks on itself and it knows how ridiculous it is there's a good amount of self-awareness here, like, and not enough to derail the film at any point, but just enough to just make you just want to indulge in the fun. Like, I almost feel like a sense of, like, a Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show yeah. indulgence here, where it's like, you know, like, people are having fun with it, while also admitting that it's kind of hokey and weird and confused and problematic. Like, e even, even, like, George Clooney's line towards Batgirl of, that's, that doesn't sound politically correct maybe it should be like bat person or something 
He even says PC. Isn't that great? Like, I forgot what year it was. I was like, whoa. They said that back then? It was That was pretty good. No, but that was a great comparison you just made. Rocky Horror Picture Show? This is 100%. That just clicked everything for me. Yeah. Why is this movie not treated like Rocky Horror Picture Show? We could totally have this as a midnight. There should be people doing Poison Ivy drag shows with this. Like, th- this is... This is how over the top and ridiculous it is. Like, I- I'm sad that it hasn't been more embraced by just people in the film community because this is too much fun. Every set, every fucking like costume in this movie is so over the top. I don't know how you can't just let go of your like ideas of serious Batman and just enjoy it and roll with it for like, the two hours that this movie goes on for. Why is it two hours long? It makes no sense. I don't know. I was so excited to watch this because I was like, okay, this is going to be a clean, maybe a little bit over an hour, real quick, get it through. And I'm like, oh God, it's two hours long. And I say that as someone who just watched the extended edition of Return of the oh, King yikes. <laughs> and finished it last night. Good God. Which is four hours, Oof. at least. But you know what else is also pretty great? We don't have to talk about brooding Batman's sad past. It was great to not have to deal with that. It's not all about Batman. Yeah, like, other people get to have a say in it, and that and that's sort of something that's refreshing, and I, and I understand wouldn't have been when this movie came out, but after having all the Nolan films and the Snyder films, man, having a Batman movie where it's not just purely Batman's self-loathing, self-hating fucking self-centered piece of shit Bruce Wayne character moping around for like three hours is quite the relief. It's so refreshing. I don't know what your thoughts are about like the Batman movies as a whole, but my favorite Batman movie is probably Lego Batman. That's where I'm at. Lego Batman's so goddamn good. But that's exactly what happens, right? I mean, we get like a more serious Batman and we're like so excited because the side characters get like real development but then we're i mean we're bored with bat batman as a character up until when we can pick on him again yeah and and here's the thing too is that like why why have a batman film that relies entirely on the villains to have things be interesting like why not address batman as a character why not let him grow as a character and i think that's where a lot of the more serious batman films fail is that they're so focused on exploring the ideologies of the villains that they don't really let Batman himself grow or change or interact with people in in any way. This is where most DC films fail, is when they get so obsessed with the villains that they lose track of the fact that their hero is just an empty role. I mean, it's probably one of the most boring roles to play as an actor because you're just tough. I mean, Superman has the same issues. Wonder Woman did something great and didn't focus on the villain and it, yeah it made that villain hokey at the end and i i think most people know how i feel about the wonder woman films but her as a character is wonderful and that's probably why the wonder woman film is the best thing that dc's put out that's exactly why i think lego batman succeeds is that it actually gives batman the first time for the first time on screen in so many years the ability to grow and change as a person like, to actually address some of his traumas and actually have an arc instead of just continuing to wallow in it because, hey, that's that's what's marketable right now to fucking teens. Like, actually give this guy an arc. Actually do something with his character. Well, that's why I like Batman Begins. Yeah, no, I really like Batman Begins. And I also like The Dark Knight. Like, it's not... Like, I don't, I don't mean to, like, come across as overly negative towards, like, the Nolan films. Uh, because I do like two of the three of them a lot. But I think they don't really serve 
Bruce Wayne that well. All, all the all the work that goes into Bruce Wayne's character in Batman Begins sort of gets abandoned for the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight just isn't interested in exploring Bruce Wayne the same way anymore. Um, it's almost like, oh, we did the character development already. We can stop now. Now we're going to just focus on all the villains because that's that's what we think is fun now props to like the lego Batman movie for like helping restore some faith in this franchise and i think this is something that like batman and robin probably and it's did its earnest best to do was to like actually give bruce wayne reasons to grow by having him bounce off of other characters also lego batman brings back the batman family the bat family and it does it really does it really well robin is the most interesting character He's so good I mean, so he's good. ever been. And uh, we even get Batwoman. So it's pretty great. One thing I was going to say was The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, we, I think we both agree is... Uh, uh. But watching this Bane fight with Batman in Batman and Robin in comparison to how Bane just fucking wrecks Batman and breaks his back in The Dark Knight Rises is so was so funny to me that I laughed out loud. Yeah, that whole fight is... My God. <laughs> he's like gently holding him. And I'm like, oh, this is not the yeah. same character. Bane is such a joke <laughs> in this movie, and it's it's it leads to was probably the weakest fight scene in the entire film. They're just fighting in like a fucking like awkward laundry room or some shit, and just Batman just beats the shit out of Bane. <laughs> even the way in which they defeat Bane at the end of the film, even if it is remarkably similar to the way in which Bane is defeated in The Dark Knight Rises, just looks so ridiculous. Like, having Robin and Batgirl just lightly kick a tube off of Bane's back, and then he just shrinks back into, like, a little weak weenie man is hilarious. It's fantastic. That's what we needed in The Dark Knight Rises, was we needed Batgirl and Robin so they could kick off a tube. And that's it. Just this one tube that's been barely uh, sealed. <laughs> just And that's it. And the last thing that I really need to bring up is Uma Thurman in the gorilla costume. It changed things for me. I don't know how I feel. It was amazing. Oh, okay. Positive, positive. It's a positive. It was positive. It was weird. It was real. I mean, if we're talking about some weird shit, don't. She like her taking off the like the gorilla gloves and like dancing with just her hands out. The whole room was horny. <laughs> yeah. She hadn't even blown anything yet. She hadn't done anything except for just take her hands out. Nothing had done. Everybody was just by default horny. <laughs> they were all so ready for it, so quick. All of Gotham is horny all the time. <laughs> and I think th I think that's the only reason why this Batman and Robin shit has been going on in Gotham is because everybody is so into it, even if they don't want to admit it. Yeah, we, we're not going to kink, kink shame you, Gotham. You did a good job. You did the best you It's could. great, Gotham. You seem like a fucking cool party town. Are you kidding me? I'd fucking go to Gotham. I'd go to this Gotham. Every other Gotham, fuck no. I don't want to fucking get shot and die and get thrown in a vat of acid, but this Gotham? This Gotham knows how to party. I'd fuck with this Gotham and so bad. And if you get bad. frozen, you just need to, like, redirect some satellites and you're back, you know? Everything's cool. It's so easy. Also, did you see Did you see that there's a Taco Bell in Gotham? No, what? I didn't see that. So when Mr. Freeze's plan fails and they're unfreezing all of Gotham... In the background of one of those shots of people either freezing or unfreezing, I don't remember, there was literally just a Taco Bell. Purple painted windows with the Taco Bell logo on them. I bet you. Just in the middle of Gotham. That the best toys came out of Taco Bell for the Batman and Robin film. Oh, you bet. Oh, God, hold on. <laughs> I bet they were so good. 
Oh, I'm so jealous right now. Because, I mean, Taco Bell always used to have pretty good toys, to be honest. Like, I remember um, there was definitely, like, some sort of Pokemon toy. Oh, no, Digimon. Taco Bell had a great Digimon toy when I was a kid. I didn't even like Digimon. But I went to Taco Bell and got that Digimon toy. Of course, you had to. I had to. Oh, my God. They had cups. They had Batman and Robin cups. That's amazing. <laughs> they had they had Batman and Robin cups where there's a sticker with Batman's face on it. And then you'd remove the sticker to unmask Batman. And it's Bruce Wayne underneath. And it would say whether or not you were a winner. Okay. Holy Send shit. Send me those pictures. I'm posting those on the Twitter. This is important. The, the people no, have this to is know. a whole this is a whole YouTube commercial, Sarah. With yes. a young man walking around oh my walking around Gotham with his Taco Bell Batman and Robin cup. Wow. Oh my god. That's amazing. I'm happy we unearthed this and have this conversation. <laughs> so, in the end, this is not a bad movie. It has some interesting decisions. There were you know, bat nipples. They made that decision. Yeah, but 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 they're conscious decisions. We can't pretend like like people just didn't know what they were doing with this movie as much as people like to pretend it's a disaster. Like the kinkiness of it, the the whole sort of like <laughs> the horniness of Gotham, like that that's all pretty deliberate stuff. And there's also the toyetic nature about a lot of the scenes and a lot of like the costumes and props and vehicles. Batman and Robin have a vehicle for every occasion including whenever there's fucking ice on the ground, they have their own snow speeder, I guess. I would definitely want to watch this and then watch Lego Batman as, like, a, a double feature. Right? Because they're just playing off of each other. I mean, Lego Batman's just playing off of this film. 100%. Yeah. Now that I think about it. I think they both work really well together. And honestly, like, it's it's the kind of fun that I wish we could have with these kind of movies more often. I mean, Batman slid down a dinosaur's tail. <laughs> that was cool. And, like, the first five minutes of this film, like, that was immediate. <laughs> That was immediate and that was necessary. And Mr. Freeze sprouts wings because I guess he anticipated his spaceship fucking <laughs> not working. And so he, he just has wings built into his suit, which you know is definitely a feature on the fucking action figure. Oh, my God. This is just, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm grinning like an idiot right now just talking about And this. I'm not one of those people that will, like, watch a film and be like, oh, it's so bad, it's good. I'm generally telling everyone, this is a good movie. Clooney sucks in this movie. I don't forgive him. You know, he was just boring. Like, I think he could have been more over the top and more exciting. But everybody else really did a pretty good job, except for Alicia Silverstone's mouth. I would be more interested in seeing Batman movies in this vein than seeing more brooding. If I have to see Ben Affleck in that fucking costume again, which I haven't. I haven't even watched Batman vs. Superman. I'm already over it. I don't want to see a stupid face stuck in that costume. (laughs) I'm sorry if you like Ben Affleck. Yeah, I saw Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate co, which I think was probably 12 hours long. So I, I don't really need any more of that. Uh, I think I'm, 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 I'm pooped, honestly. I don't think I can do any more of that stuff. Nothing against whatever the hell he's going through right now, but I just... Why did you pick him? Why? That was such a stupid choice. I can go off about this all day, so I'm not going to. I don't want to see him as Batman again. Choose someone else. Do something interesting. If you still have to keep on making these stupid Batman films, do something interesting for God's sake, or just keep doing Lego Batman, which is amazing. Will Arnett has the best Batman voice I've ever heard. Agreed, please. Which is just a riff off of Christian Bale's 
Batman voice, but it's great. It's very fucking good. It's wonderful. So yeah, just keep on making the Lego Batman movies, you idiots. Put Lego Batman in the next next. Oh Justice hell League yeah, movie. I'll see that. There you go. That's a movie right there. Do you forgive this film, Alex? Absolutely. Absolutely. What I don't forgive is Batman fans. You guys keep fucking shit up for us. Batman fans, get your shit together. You guys are dorks. Did you know that originally there was going to be another Joel Schmucker Batman film? And it was going to have Scarecrow and in it. And then we didn't get another one. For eight years, we had to wait after this film because y'all decided it was a bad movie. Eight years. Yeah. Y'all shut on the bed on this one. But but we went from Dark Knight Rises to Batman versus Superman in way less time than that. And that's some bullshit, y'all. I'm angry. I'm sorry. I'm an angry person. That's okay. No, that's all right. That's okay. Don't get me started talking about The Dark Knight Rises. No, that'll be a different thing. We'll do that. <laughs> Don't. It's oh. not a good idea. Well, no, I think maybe maybe in a couple episodes we'll we'll figure it out. We'll revisit this in a couple weeks once you calm down. I think that is Nolan's worst film. Ta- you know, and I say that in the in the most positive way I can. <laughs> Nolan has done pretty well overall. Yeah. And if we had to choose his his least well-reviewed film, it would be The Dark Knight Rises. Are we in agreement? Probably. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, I have problems with Interstellar, but I, I definitely think that's probably, as a whole, a better yeah. film than Dark Knight Rises is. It's not... I, I mean, know. there's a lot of elements of Dark Knight Rises I like, but I'm just taking it from... I'm trying to take it from an aggregator website standpoint of all of them. I would say Dark Knight Rises is the least well-reviewed. Yeah. Remember Catwoman's glasses that made her look like a cat, kind of, but barely? Have we ever talked about how Anne Hathaway was supposed to be Black Cat? No. I think I mentioned a little bit in Spider-Man 2 that she was going to play Black Cat for Raimi's fourth film. Man. And then she ended up being Catwoman, which was really weird. That would have been more interesting than... I don't like her Catwoman. I think people do like her Catwoman, but I don't love it. it. It's nothing. It's a nothing character. There's nothing there. Why would people even like it? I don't get it. Whatever. I don't know. Every every time this podcast has brought me nothing but sad Spider-Man news between the Papa John revelation and now this. <laughs> I don't know how much more of this I could take, Sarah. So I I swear I brought this up to you before. I think every episode I have to be like, hey, remember when Anne Hathaway was going to play Black Cat? You're just going to be like, fuck. Let, we just got to stop right now. <sighs> I love it when we end the episode on, on a positive yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I feel better now. I'm looking back at the Taco Bell commercial. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay, we're going to watch the Taco Bell commercial and post it. But otherwise, this movie did not bring me any pain. It is a little t- longer than it needs to be. But overall, it is not a bad movie. It doesn't deserve a 30% on the aggregator site. Just learn have fun, y'all. It's just fun. We made the pictures move. Just have fun with have it. Fun. Come on. We made we made the move. Just relish in that. That's a victory. <gasps> okay. Thank you, everybody. That is the end of the episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at We Forgive You Pod. Let us know what moves you want us to cover. Internal pressure is five G's. <laughs>